Hey everyone, Lindsay Piper Loomis here and just getting this first message kicking off uh, the newsletter and the podcast again. So I wanted to share with you what's happening at the Charleston County School Board. I want to bring to you uh, some things that are coming to the light, share with you some uh, legislation that it's passing in other states, what we're not doing in this state legislatively, what we need to do, um, and why we are so concerned uh, about what's happening in the schools. Now, keeping in mind, we never should have handed our kids over to the government um, uh, for them to do as they uh, choose to indoctrinate and to um, groom and exploit our children. Not every educator, not every principal, but there, there is a growing concern about what's happening. And so anyways, let's start with what's happening at the Charleston County School Board. There's a great shaking happening. There is five school board members that are aligned with uh, defending and protecting our, our children, not just conservative children, but children across the board. And, you know, we have been coming to school boards for quite some time, but even before this flip, this uh, the flip of this school board, when we uh, demanded that um, not all of our children needed to um, wear a mask and, and they forced that down our throats. And, you know, so there's there's been this ongoing charade for quite some time. But the indoctrination of socialism, social emotional learning, critical race theory, these things that are uh, deeply embedded into our schools uh, is a problem. But now on top of that, which has been happening for quite some time, is the sexual grooming. So let it be known that any type of sexual grooming should be made illegal. That individual, whoever is participating, whether they're participating in it or helping to administrate it, and those that are not stopping it intentionally from happening, should be arrested and prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Because whether you are grooming, exploiting, trafficking, um, it's all a part of the same giant problem and it needs to be stopped. We don't negotiate with this. So what's happening at the Charleston County School Board is that there is um, recently uh, uh, board member Carlotta Bailey stood up against the, the sexualization of our children um, on the Bible saying that uh, when you are born, which is science, you look down and you can see what you are. You're born at, at conception, biologically a male or a female, and God does not make mistakes. He doesn't change his mind. Oh, um, I put a boy inside of a girl's body or a girl inside of a boy's body. He does, he does not make mistakes. And what we see happening in youth is uh, a mental health um, crisis with gender dysphoria and and that needs to be treated and that is that is a mental illness this is not a, a child that needs to be given puberty blockers uh, chemical castration drugs like lupron um, and allow them to you know go through gender affirming care if you will to shut down um, those hormones uh, this is chemical castration and it is not reversible. Long time ago, they were, you know, the, the let's say one side of the, the belief system 
was not supportive of giving uh, puberty blockers and chemical castration drugs to sexual offenders because they didn't think it was humane. They thought it was a violation of civil rights. But now when it comes to protecting the rights of our children um, from this sexual grooming and ideology, um, they, they switched lanes on this. And so what we're saying is that um, Miss Carlotta Bailey is standing up for our children. Um, and, and what's interesting is that everything that she's saying, everything that she's um, releasing is not hatred. It is not, is not transphobic. It is not homophobic. She never released any form of hate. She just said that the conversation about the sexualization of children in schools and what's happening with literature, education, indoctrination doesn't need to be happening in the school systems. In fact, doesn't need to be happening with youth at all. And she did say it should be illegal and it should be illegal. So um, this is the shaking that's taking place. So all of a sudden, um, the same activists, a lot of the same activists that aligned with Black Lives Matter and some of the protests uh, that took place and supported the riots that were happening all across the country with no accountability. That was true terrorism. When you are looting, um, thinking you're entitled because um, you're oppressed or you are uh, burning down uh, businesses, even people of your own uh, race, and this was happening in downtown Charleston and you support that and no accountability, that's domestic terrorism. When you support um, all of these things in the name of oppression, which I'm going to come back and talk to you about oppression and slavery in just a moment. But when when you have no accountability for those measures, um, that's terrorism. And now Black Lives Matter has actually aligned with the Hamas terrorists that um, have, have done that is backed by Iran actually, and funded by um, US dollars, by the way, uh, $6 billion from uh, the Biden administration. But they have aligned with the, um, the, the terrorism that is taking place in Israel. So when you align yourself with this ideology, with the, those that support the, the riots, the looting, the burning down and, um, and no accountability in the name of oppression or reparations, whatever excuse you want to give it, that's terrorism. And when you support those that um, are beheading babies, slitting throats of babies, murdering viciously women and men um, in the name of um, Allah, which is a false uh, God, um, then then that's, that's terrorism. And so when you when you were sitting at a school board meeting, three years ago when we were sitting at a school board meeting, we spoke up. We didn't talk over those that we didn't agree with. We let them speak. And if they signed up to speak up first, they signed up, those spots filled in. And when it was our time to speak, we spoke as well. They didn't, they normally didn't uh, overwhelm us. But when you have school board members, um, allowing the public to still come in to speak. There's some board meetings that there is no public comment and some that there is. But when you don't, when you decide that your narrative is more important than hearing somebody else's side of the story that was reading 
the pornography that is in our school libraries, then you're no better than those that you're accusing of. You're actually committing acts of terrorism, bullying, and censorship, and all in the name of oppression, all in the name of whatever you want to say, everyone should be treated fairly, but you're not willing to listen to all sides. Now, considering the executive session meeting, um, everything that is in the executive session meeting is supposed to remain confidential. Somehow, four school board members keep, one of them keeps leaking information. One of them leaked a screenshot of someone that was in that executive session meeting and leaked it to um, an activist in Charleston County. Um, he posted it on social media and then people saw that, took screenshots of it, captured it, and then he deleted it because um, that school board member said uh, to take it down. So I'm just letting you know that uh, that is illegal and there is a legal ramification for that, just FYI. Um, that, that information that is spoken about in there is to remain confidential, but just, just to say, um, This recording, there was only bits and pieces of it put out. The whole thing wasn't put out. I'm just gonna say that. Um, but one of the books that we are contesting that's in over 13 schools, I, I can't even believe I'm reading this. Um, All Boys Aren't Blue. It can be found in 13 of uh, the Charleston County School District libraries, including middle schools. Um, and there are there is pornography that and, and books of sexualization of children, uh, picture books that are being put into elementary school libraries as well in Charleston County and school districts across South Carolina. But just this one, as we kissed, he began unzipping my pants. He reached his hand down and pulled out my dick. He quickly went to giving me head. He then came up and asked me if I wanted to try on him. I said, sure. I began and he said, watch your teeth. He didn't know I was a virgin. I did my best to act dominant like my favorite porn star. His body felt great in my mouth. I came up after a while and kissed him again. We both got up and went into his bedroom where we got completely naked. He took off his clothes and immediately lay on his stomach. I then took off my shirt and then my boxer briefs. So this is two males. Um, I got behind him for the first few minutes. We dry humped and grinded. I was behind him with my stomach on his back and we kissed. After a few minutes of fun and games, he got up and went to his nightstand where he pulled out a condom and some lube. He then lay down on his stomach. I knew what I had to do even if I had never done it before. I had one point of reference though, and that was seven plus years of watching pornography. This is a child watching pornography. Although the porn was heterosexual, it was enough of a reference point for me to get the job done. I remember the condom was blue and flavored like cotton candy. I put some lube on and got him up on his knees and I began to slide into him from behind. I tried not to force it because I imagined that it would be painful. I didn't want this moment to be painful, so I eased in slowly until I heard him moan. As we moved, I could tell he was excited and I was too. I finally came out and I let out a loud moan. I pulled out of him and kissed him while he masturbated. Then he also came. Um, this book is referencing um, a minor underneath the age of 10 that was raped by a cousin. This is promoting, this is, this is promoting um, 
the exploitation of minors, the rape of minors, and there's multiple other books that promotes and, and grooms. There are children, there are children that have commented, parents have come forward in, in school board meetings in Charleston County, Berkeley County, in um, Dorchester District 2 County, multiple counties across the state and, and across the, this, the, the country that have talked to children that have said that their um, teachers are talking about their sexual orientation, talking about um, sex in the classroom. And this is grooming. Not all educators, but some, and it is not their right to do this, that it is not a right for even a parent to sexually groom a child, but this is uh, desensitizing and normalizing pedophilia. Why is this a problem? In California, um, and then I'm gonna bring this back home. In California, this would have been, this is cited October 12, 2020, liberty.edu, uh, California Governor Gavin Gavin Newsom signed a law that would allow judges to decide whether or not to list someone as a sex offender for having oral or anal sex with a minor. They're normalizing uh, pedophilia. Um, and so this article um, is trying to equal the legalization of pedophilia um, for minor attracted persons. This bill was passed in the name of equality not equality when you're exploiting and doing these things. California SB 107 is a bill that aims to protect data related um, to gender affirming care for out-of-state minors and those who access abortion care in the state. This was um, primarily pushed by Planned Parenthood as well as some other areas. Um, this can lead to and has led to children being pulled from homes by Child Protective Services um, because the parents uh, would not agree to gender affirming care for their minor when the when the child had been groomed and the information had been kept private inside of the school where the the school counselor or the school administrators and a teacher had said we'll call you by your pronouns that you want to be called and the name that you want to and the gender that you wish to, but um, we will not tell your parents and we advise that you don't need to tell your parents. This has happened um, in our schools. Um, California ballot initiative, this is August 30th, 2023, to restrict gender affirming care for, for trans youth. This is something that they are trying to get done. I don't know if it's been passed, um, but this is important in our own state last year the south carolina freedom caucus shut down the pediatric gender reaffirming uh, care clinic at musc where they were giving puberty blockers like lupron chemical castration drugs that are not um reversible um and i think it was december 23rd last year there was a, a drag show that took place in a uh, North Charleston government-funded facility where uh, drag queens were dressing up um, with breasts completely out. They were taking tips and their um, uh, anus holes. Uh, they were taking um, tips inside of their breasts, inside of just very provocative things, and the children were there. The AG's office was contacted, the police department, the solicitor's office. None of this was shut down. This is happening because we aren't stopping it. This, this 
past executive session for the state house, our leaders were more concerned about getting an electric vehicle plant in place with Volkswagen than shutting down the uh, and banning of trans uh, of uh, of surgery for minors that would uh, mutilate their genitals. Uh, they, that's still stuck in committee. They were more concerned about that than banning drag shows uh, here, um, exploiting the minors. Why is this a big deal? Because normalizing, putting pornography in front of children normalizes pornography. This child had been viewing, it says in this excerpt, this is a team expert, had been viewing this for seven years. It says it in this text. Then he's having sex with his cousin. This is sexual abuse. This is normalizing sexual abuse in the home. Normally, when a child is trafficked, when a child is sexually abused, it more than 50% of the time happens inside of the home um, or with someone that they know. Um, and so you wanna talk about oppression Let's talk about child slavery. Let's bring this into what this is leading to. Exploitation of minors is actually a criminal offense. Um, the way that our children are targeted, this is preying on their vulnerabilities. It is targeting children that are, are struggling with their, uh, with their identity. Instead of confirming that they are um, enough, that they were created in the image and the likeness of God, we are allowing brokenness to take root in these children and affirming brokenness inside of them. And you know, you wanna talk about slavery and oppression. Um, let's talk about the over 85,000 children that the Biden administration has admitted has gone missing underneath their watch of children that are being, get, that are being trafficked by our government taxpayer dollars into our state this is, and I'm going to bring this into full circle, um, and and this is coming into our state, and they're being placed into um, cars, planes, shuttles with unvetted individuals. This was a testimony before Congress by Tara Rodas, who works for the government. She's a government whistleblower. Now, that number is significantly higher. And this is partnering with agencies normally like Catholic Charities at the border. We had um, massive problems with the hypersexualization of children in our schools. And we want to shut that down. We're not banning books. We're shutting down these books. There's over 300 books, I believe, um, from elementary level. And I'm going to start bringing those to the surface. So if we know that the, the root of this is happening inside the schools, and we're trying to shut this down, look, Elvin Spites Sr. said himself on Shaquem's pod, um, uh, on, his, on his live last night, that he thinks that this, the excerpts from this book are horrible, and he is not agreeable to this content in our school. Not only that, but Mr. Spites actually said, um, I'm going to share this information with you, just give me one second here. I had some more information, but basically he's shared in previous posts on social media um, about uh, this, this context and that he was not okay with this type of ideology. Um, 
in, in schools and in other places. So I think that we need to start having these conversations um, about what's going on and what what is appropriate content. This is not appropriate content. So if we continue to allow the hypersexualization of our children, normalizing what I just read to you is pedophilia, normalizing pornography, um, then the other side of access that these kids have into the social media world um, where the predators are. And there are, let me tell you, the, the educators, administrators, and um, those that are participating in the normalizing of this pedophilia, the normalizing of the sexualization of our children, those that are grooming our kids should be made illegal and they should be locked up. They're sexual predators and they have no business um, teaching. And uh, so there should be a, a place for that. But this leads into these children being exploited, their images being sold, um, online or between other people, extortion, blackmail, and, and it leads to um, not just exploitation, but trafficking. Trafficking is the exchange of something or someone for a profit. And that's what modern day slavery looks like. You wanna talk about an oppressed group of people, let's talk about the children that are being exploited, that are being trafficked, that are being hypersexualized, that are being sexually groomed. That's that's actually the truthful narrative here. And so I just want to, I just wanted to share this information with you. So we need you parents to come and stand up against this at the school board meetings. Um, even if you don't have children in the schools, this content in the school libraries does not belong there. It is smut, it is um, evil, and it actually is against the law. You can't take kids into a strip club and you shouldn't. You shouldn't be able to take them to drag shows. You should not be able to mutilate their genitals. Um, and anyone participating in these activities, um, is they're criminals, they're pedophiles, and it needs to be stopped. Uh, and they're terrorists. When you align with this ideology, you are a domestic terrorist. We are not domestic terrorists as mama bears or as parents when we are shutting this down. And I can speak from experience because I was sexually groomed as a child. I was trafficked through Child Protective Services and sold halfway across the country. I was raped, restrained and unrestrained for three and a half years in and out of a, locked in and out of a cage. I was drugged against my will. I was impregnated and I had two babies that were ripped from my womb and aborted. And at 16 and a half, and yes, my church knew what was going on. And when I finally said enough is enough, I was told that if I ever said anything, that my body uh, would not be found. And so I went to my school counselor that day and God gave me an exit strategy and I was able to get out from underneath um, the hell that I had been living in. Now, years later, we no longer have school counselors operating in this capacity. Instead, they are hiding elements of sexual grooming, 
this wrong gender ideology and these things from parents. And so when school administration and people do not stop this, they then become the very thing that we are trying to stop. So you join the sexual groomers, sexual predators, the traffickers, um, the domestic terrorists, when you do not stand up against it, when you don't speak up against it, you become aligned with the terrorists. So those that are trying to um, continue to align with Hamas, Al-Qaeda, this BLM um, activists, this is not about race because you've got, you've got people saying um, LGBTQ supports Palestine, but um, in the Muslim community, if you're queer or gay, they would murder you. And it would not be pretty. So there is a huge um, misinformation campaign. Uh, and I'm, I'm not going to be one that stands up in support of domestic terrorism. We do not negotiate with terrorists demonically in the spirit realm. And we most certainly will not negotiate with terrorists when it comes to our children. We will continue to defend, protect, and preserve um, the livelihoods of our children, all children, through peace, law, and order, regardless of skin colors, regardless of um, your faith, regardless of any of those things. So um, if you are interested in joining us, um, please subscribe to this newsletter. Um, this is uh, my the podcast that's going out today. So thank you for joining in. And I hope that you will join us at the next um, meeting to stand up against what is happening. Um, if you are scared to get out of your comfort zone or you're afraid or you don't, you're concerned about what people will think, um, then don't, then, then don't come. Um, but I'm going to tell you your fear, your complacency and your comfort is going to cost you the life, the livelihoods of these children. Thank you so much. And you can go to my website, lindsay.co, and subscribe on the, on the main page. Thank you so much.